Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. You know, life's busy as working parents, you know, or juggling all the hybrid school, a lot of us working from home and then cooking. You feel like a short order cook when your kids are at home nonstop. It's like endless snacks. <laughs> and then you think about everything else. It's like, I'm at home. I'm supposed to be rested, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I think if anything, the pandemic revealed the pace, right, that we all feel like we're supposed to keep. So yeah, I totally get that even for our own family. And I feel like I've been living this message for the last 15 years, but I feel like even just for me, it still revealed some places that I was still not living from rest. And so I had to go back and live some of my own principles or God's principles that I've talked about from my own story, (laughs) taking my own advice a lot in 2020. That is for sure. So tell me your story as a working mom, as a traveling artist and a podcaster. I mean, you're leading worship at passion conferences and if gathering. You and your husband travel with Watermark for years, doing your own music. And, yeah, and then doing that with kids. And what have you learned about the struggle of rest, like real rest? Yeah, about 15 years ago when my kids were, we just had two at the time. We have three now. They were five and three. Noah was getting ready to start kindergarten. And like you said, we had been traveling the world, uh, you know, kind of had kids in tow. Our kids learned to walk on buses and we were going strong. But I think that God allowed me actually to hit a wall of exhaustion to really come to the end of myself in a lot of ways of how I was doing a lot of things for him. But those things had really become more valued and I didn't even know it than, you know, sitting with God and just living from him. So singing and doing things for him had become my way of sort of being right before him and and feeling like I was doing good. And I didn't even know it. And the Lord just called me one day. I was actually cleaning a toilet of all things in our house. (laughs) um, One of the most mundane things ever. And I love it that I sensed his presence that day in the bathroom. And so it just proves that he can meet us anywhere in any season of our lives at any time. And it was what I needed. And I ended up at my farm table that morning. I call it my farm table epiphany. I was in Psalm 37, which was the passage of scripture, how I actually came to the Lord as a seven-year-old. And I like to say that he brought me back to my gospel story that morning of putting my trust in Jesus. And what does that look like? Yes, for salvation, but what does it look like even in the mundane, even in my day to day? And I really realized that, you know, God was showing me that I was not trusting him fully with my career, my dreams unfolding, the songs that he's put in me, getting them, you know, into the mouths of people, all those things. And they're all good things. God has called us all to do things, you know, that he's put in us and that he's wired us for are good things. But I really had come to a place where I'd forgotten what it looked like just to live as his child and to know what it looks like for him to see me in the unseen and be loved by him and to know him and honestly to just enjoy him and that life would go better from (laughs) that place of just coming back to his heart and remembering how to be his child and remembering how to just be loved by him, and that there's a propelling rest 
that comes out of that. So this isn't a sit around rest. This is like a soul rest that we can actually contend for kingdom things and do the things he's called us to, but doing that from a place of deep soul rest. We're talking about learning to live from a heart of rest with Christy Knuckles today at SOS Radio. You might recognize some of her music we played on SOS over the years, or even with her band Shed with her husband Nathan called Watermark, or maybe you've seen her with Passion or If Gathering. But Christy, it's interesting when we want to live for God, but that's different than living from God, especially if we're trying to pursue what soul rest really is. Yes, and you know, part of that for me was really daily learning what that looks like. And I learned that I needed to definitely take care of myself before I was taking care of other people. And the first thing that I needed to do was get in his word. And so that reordering of my life really began with getting my head on straight first thing in the morning. I tell you in the book that sometimes even before my feet would hit the floor in the morning, (laughs) I would have to go back to that place of remembrance that whose I am really, like who I belong to. I don't belong to myself. Um, My life is not my own. Jesus bought me with a price with his life and I belong to him. And I think we all universally share. Um, Romans 8 talks about what the longing is in us. Like, that's why I called it the life we long for. That longing in us is that we ache and that we will ache until we're fully redeemed, until Jesus comes back and our bodies are redeemed and there's a full redemption of God's story in us. But before that happens, we're going to always ache. And I think that we tend to, as the human race, just fill that ache with a lot of things. And for me, it was good things. It was like what I felt called to do for God. But when I learned to really start allowing Jesus to fix that ache and keep going back to him alone to fix that ache, that's when things changed for me. And for me, that is having to get in the word of God every morning, even if you just have five minutes. I believe it changes my day when I have five minutes to just, I call it just either remembrance or like I said, just getting my head on straight Mm -hmm. of who I am and who I belong to. We're talking about recovering from a chronically overscheduled life with Christy Knuckles. She's been a worship leader with passion and if gathering. She's a mom. She's an author as well. A lot of times we'll hear that definition of sin being summed up like missing the mark. And obviously, you know, that mark is, you know, God's will that we don't want to miss. But a lot of times you think about that mark missing almost like there's a target that comes to mind. And Christy, in your new book, The Life You Long For, you talk a lot about the target target imagery. Yeah. So that morning at my farm table in Psalm 37, the Lord spoke to me a couple of times just in my heart of hearts. And the first thing he said to me was, what would it look like if you just enjoyed me rather than trying to do all these things for me and exhausting yourself? What would it look like to enjoy me? And then the next question was, what if you just hit the bullseye? He's like, just hit the bullseye And I will take care of all the outer rings of your life. But he clearly showed me that I was living out in the outermost rings of my life, like running in circles, it felt like, trying to uphold the dreams that he put in my heart, trying to, you know, be the singer songwriter and be a worship leader and be a mom, uh, be a wife, hold my home together. And 
And he's just like, what if you just hit the bullseye though? And for me, the bullseye was just like that remembrance every day of like coming back to his heart, him fixing the ache in me. Then how would that then reclaim those outer rings of my life with purpose, with intentionality? And one of the things I love is that, you know, that bullseye's in the middle and that next outer ring, that's not you know, us going and, you know, hitting the to-do list or, you know, our dreams unfolding or going and climbing the corporate ladder. Actually, he showed me that our community is in the middle of that. So it's the calling of the beloved and the bullseye. And then the community of the beloved, that's our family, that's our, you know, children, our spouse, if you're married, it's your church, it's your small group, it's your, the people that God's called you to mentor and help raise up. Because there are those people that are kind of flocking around you that want to do what you do. And so I believe that living from the bullseye, we experience people before productivity. And I believe that's how God wired us and created us. And there's a fulfillment and a rest in that because when we refresh others, Proverbs says that we ourselves are refreshed. So there's a principle of God in it. There's life to find in it. And there's a fulfillment. I believe Paul talks about it a lot. Philippians 2, just about what it looks like to even use our own resources for the advancement of others and how that there's a joy in that. He says, complete my joy by being like-minded and by considering others more important than yourself. And so I do believe that there's fruit of the Holy Spirit that come from that when we live in that way. And so the bullseye, yes, it's been like this visual that the Lord has used over and over with me. And that he would take care of all the outer rings of my life and even show me his glory in it all if I would just do my part to come and get close to his heart and live from it. We all chase purpose and calling and passion, but what if God called you to step away from everything that you've been chasing and just lay that all down, like a different kind of surrender for a different lesson? We're actually talking with author and artist Christy Knuckles today at SWS Radio. And Christy, you toured nationwide with your husband for years. You've had like seven number one radio singles. You've been part of the Passion Conference and If Gathering and so many other things. You have a successful podcast, but God sort of nudged you to step away from so much of what you have been chasing and you felt like God had wired you up for for a season. What happened that you knew that he was leading you to specifically do that? Sort of that toilet cleaning moment that I mentioned earlier of when he met me in the most mundane moment. I noticed something that I still haven't forgotten to this day and it was very interesting to me because it was new for me and at the time I didn't really know what to do with it but my desires shifted. And for so many years, it was like we were good with strapping the kids, you know, in the baby stroller and like loading them on the bus and taking them with us. And and those were all good things. And it was wonderful days, like our watermark days. We look back on those with like so much affection and love the people that we got to work with and the label. And it was all good stuff. Right. But it was just a time in my life where I felt this call, like just a shift in my desires just for normalcy and kind of like smallness and to come home. And I think that that, it was like my physical world was paralleling the spiritual. And I think that happens in our lives if we're aware of it. Sometimes we're not even aware of what's going on, but like even I think this pandemic and all that we've been going through as a world there is something spiritual happening as the physical is going on. And 
And it was like that. It was like the Lord shifted my desires. I think He often will lead us in that way. And I think we do need, you know, Scripture and people in our lives to affirm, you know, God speaking to us in that way. But for me, it was the shift of all of a sudden it was like, I desire, I wanted rest. I wanted like just a different pace. And I knew that what the pace I was living in wasn't sustainable. But what's been beautiful, I think, ever since is that, yes, he called me to lay that down. I was home for about four years, almost exclusively. I wasn't on a label. I wasn't really traveling, maybe a few things here and there. But what I love is that the Lord since has, he's given that back over and over. And so I think if God is, even if you're listening today and maybe you feel God has, you know, shifted your desires and maybe you're scared to lay that down, He is so faithful and He will give you everything you need. Obedience, part of that is just trusting Him with the results, right? And when we trust Him with the results, He is so faithful to come through. And I've seen Him give back like a hundredfold to me, a thousandfold over the years, over the past 15 years, after laying that down, I've watched him be so faithful in just so many moments coming full circle of him just restoring things and giving back ministry moments. And then what's the best of all is our kids are 20, 18, and 13 now. And just to know that I'm so grateful that I didn't miss it with them, that I've been there with them in the journey and that he got my attention to come home and and take care of them. And that's been one of the greatest gifts. Let's talk about the role that community plays in finding rest. We're talking with Christy Knuckles today at SWS Radio. She's a worship leader. She's an author. And obviously, you know, you have that old adage that we all have heard, you know, you don't know what you have till it's gone. And community is so important. And I mean, 2020 and 2021 have taught us a lot about that. But even in your own journey, you were traveling for years and touring. And then you were part of the worship team at Passion City Church in Atlanta. And then you and your family moved to Nashville. And like, you know, we moved to a new city. You really realize how things are so different when you think about community. But how have you learned that that correlates with true rest for your soul? Well, you know, we have a community group that we meet with. In fact, we just met a couple of nights ago. And, you know, one of the things that both Nathan and I drove home, you know, we were just talking on the way home. And I just thought, you know, one of the things we did was just open up around the table of, you know, just kind of how we came to the table that night. Like, where are you? And we prayed before that. And, and just each one of us, just shared sort of the lady who was leading us, the women kind of break off and the men break off. And so we were in the women's group and she was leading us and she was just like, you know, how do you come tonight? Like, don't tell us your circumstances necessarily. Just share from your heart where you are. Like, is there fear? Is there confusion? Or just where are you? And we each just like went around the table and shared those things. And then she was like, resist the urge to want to like fix or, or speak in or you know, say, yeah, but I mean, God's going to use that in this way. She's like, just kind of hold the tension here together and sort of just be in the tension and the pain even together. And I don't know if I've ever experienced that before. It was one of the most powerful. I told Nathan, it was probably one of the most powerful 10 minutes or 15 minutes that I've been in with community because it's like you felt like all of a sudden, you literally went deep. You went past all the surface stuff, all the small talk. And then just having to sit with that together. I mean, we've had one of our friends, you know, she just started immediately bawling. And 
come to find out her grandmother was dying. And it just, there were so many things that we were just sitting with each other in that place. And then I think all of us, literally that night, we have a text thread, just the women. And we were all just like, I needed that so much. And of course we went on to talk about how there's places in our lives that we need to have defiant joy. And I believe that 2020 is, you know, the church needs to rise up with defiant joy for sure. But sometimes, you know, the churches that we're finding, it's going to look like moments with 10 people around a table, you know, for a time rather than 10,000 in an arena. And so it's really like, what does that look like for us in these days? And then, you know, we all just said, I feel so refreshed and like, I feel so at rest just getting to be together, hear from each other, kind of sit with each other in the pain and then go to Jesus together with that pain. And so that's how I believe over and over we were made to experience community. And if you don't have that, I would pray and ask God for that because it is what we're going to need, especially even enduring in the days ahead, I believe. And there's something so precious. And even as I said before, just a fulfillment. And I think like a familial joy, like a family joy that can only come from experiencing that. And it's really by God's spirit. And so pray, you know, if you don't have that in your life, pray that he'll bring that and then take steps. Cause you know, there's always the thing. It's like, you kind of get to where it's getting dark and you're like, Oh, do we really want to go tonight? There's always (laughs) going to be that thing that's going to keep you from going. And then I always think when we leave, I think, I'm never not glad we went. <laughs> yeah. I'm always glad like that we went and it's always refreshing and it always brings more rest. Well, we're talking with Christy Knuckles today at SWS Radio, and she has a new book called The Life You Long For. It's learning to live from a heart of rest. Thanks for sharing with us today, Christy. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.